Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Curfew Boys. We have a new host for this evening, probably the best one of them all. That's Man <laughs> Joe is now taking over the Curfew Boys completely. So, you guys, all our fans are finally relieved from Anthony and Sam. <laughs> God, when they hear this, guys, oh man, I'm going to be in a lot of trouble. But with me tonight, episode 160, I got my boys. We got Ball Busting Zook. Yeah, you know. Chip Man Adri with no chips. And we nope. got GQ Chris. How you guys doing? Good. Good. Good, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Decent week besides Montreal winning that one game. But your favorite. That, uh, we'll we'll get into the uh the tanking as always. Uh before we do, obviously, guys, if you like what you see for our com uh, our content, sorry, you know, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. And if you want to hear us, we're all on uh Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and if you want to see our beautiful faces. Subscribe and watch us on YouTube. All right, guys. So let's start. Since our last episode, Habs had three games, went one and two. We'll start with the first match in uh, Carolina. KK scored. Of course. We made it close. Obviously. Of Obviously course. he's going to score. It scores. always Isn't happens. The, it's the curse Montreal of the Habs, against right? a Quebec goaltender mm. or Montreal against an ex-player. The Quebec goaltender is going to do well. Or Montreal against the next player are going to score or get a point or do something positive for that team. We know that's going to happen, but solid two periods for me, anyway. Solid two periods. Uh, they went yeah. two and two. Uh, they went. They were two and two going into the third, and then Carolina said, "Okay, they're going to step up, take over." So, what you guys think of that match? Have you noticed though that, like, with the, I'd say the last four games, they have had two solid periods per game, but it's always two. It's never a full fucking game. It's either they start off slowly or they start off, you know, decent and then it tapers off towards the end of the game. And then at the end, that's where they make their defensive mistakes and teams capitalize on that. Yeah, I agree. I, don't I, know. I think that comes to experience. I, I really oh, think, think that so? comes down okay. to experience. Yeah, I do. Okay. Like that game against Carolina, they fought well and then just experience takes over and just, I'm going to say naturally talented team. Remember you too, know. and we'll talk about it later, they're, they're ravaged by injuries. So... It, and they're still like really third place. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was shocked they made it that far, but again, mm-hmm. Carolina just showed their dominance in the third, and they took over that game. I mean, the pro tank in me, I'm good with it. Adri, uh, Chris, I don't know if you guys watched the game. What are your thoughts on what happened in Carolina? Go ahead, Adri. If you want to start, not much to no. say. Like it would, like I said, the first couple of periods, they're like, okay, cool. Then basically the floodgates open and that's it. Like you said, it was over uh, as soon as the I think there was about back to back goals and then game over. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know if it was towards the end of the game it got a little bit more um, rough. There was a little uh, you know tough stuff in the corners and and whatever. Um, again, it's. I'm, I'm going to say it like this. It's really hard to pinpoint moments in the game because the guys who are st- who we know would be standing out and doing special things that are memorable from a game are just not there anymore. I mean, it's down to Suzuki and, you know, other than maybe uh, flashes here and there of Harvey Pinard and Suzuki uh, chemistry, there's there's not much there. Um, like, like Joey said, hey, wow, score is close. It's not a complete blowout. There's a little development from our young guys. Okay. Uh-huh. It's not only development, it's also good coaching. That makes a big difference. Yeah. We're also seeing that, you know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. 
Right, but if you if you notice too, and this well, it showed more than uh, in the Devils game. Who's really stepping up with all these injuries and taking his opportunity is Justin Barron. He's actually yeah. somebody that's mm. been impressing lately. So I'm yeah. hoping that growth continues um, in the future. It just he's showing game by game. Carolina did well, and we'll segue into this against Toronto, where. I mean, yeah, I like a loss, but not against Toronto. We go ahead and lose to Toronto 5-1. I, I don't know what to even make about that game. It's just, I, I just don't think they were there at all. Like, really. Toronto, yeah. Yeah, exactly. They just yeah, weren't there. Yeah. They just weren't there at all. And I didn't see we'll, any. We'll give Toronto a game. Up. What, Adrian? So we'll give Toronto a game. Yeah, yeah. Usually we play them hard than what we did Saturday. I was actually surprised like usually we play them tougher maybe we did the, a bit in the first period we did score first but then after that i don't know i, I think they just fell apart but they have nobody no doc yeah. Wooly. uh obviously there's there's just so many injuries caulfield it's just like how does this team keep up for another 25 games i don't know it just it's crazy and it's getting harder schedule it's the, it's the young guys and we're about to trade away players potentially Yes, we are, and we're going to get it into the um, the trade market as well. And this is the stat man Joe getting angry, and Adri call me complaining. We go on to New Jersey, guys. We beat New Jersey five to two. I do not understand this type of game. New Jersey, when we are shit and they're shit, we still always lose them. Especially in New Jersey, we come out flying against New Jersey. Uh, Kovacevic, well, Baron, that goal, Suzuki, that snipe he had. This is where I see that they're not, they're not a team that is like the worst of the worst, you know, in the Chicago, Columbus, but they're obviously not there either. They're sort of getting into that middle, which then shows the aggression. Yeah, Zook. I said it also, I believe, in a couple of shows ago with uh, with Sam is like, or maybe it was offline. It was in our chats. Oh, yeah, I asked him. I'm like the Habs. If you look at the the shittier teams in the league, like the shitty, it's a, the last, it's a five bottom teams where I think the Habs are part of that group. I asked him, who's the best of that group? Who's going to have the best future in the group? What's the answer, Joey? Out of all the, uh, no, it's got to be Montreal. Of course. Exactly. So that's a good sign, right? So that's actually a positive if you look at it. Yeah, Yes, they're last, you know, they're in the last tier group of the league, but it won't be the case for a long time. Like a lot of the teams in that category, it's been a while for for some of these teams. They they can't seem to either get their proper rebuild and things like that, or they don't have a, a core young staff, a core a young core coming up. I well, think uh, yeah, no, you're right. Have a step on those teams, right? You're, Which you're, means you're right. In the next few years, they'll be in the middle group. Well, they'll be def- above a Detroit or you know. Or, or something to that effect, or near Ottawa, or like, like something like that. And then yeah, it's they're, and they're 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 definitely more advanced in that department than the teams that are below them. We're talking about Chicago, Columbus. Yeah. Anaheim has good prospects. We just got to see them get better. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're another one in that group where they could explode within right. the next four or five years. Chicago is actually just starting this year. You notice they got rid of everybody, mm-hmm. everyone. So they're starting this year, their rebuild. Columbus, I didn't even know what they're doing. They got Johnny Goudreau thinking they're going to make the playoffs. And so they're, yeah. they're nowhere near there. They're absolutely nowhere near there. So we're definitely a step a- ahead of them. And a game like this, some of these guys, the way they're playing, some of the, the young guys, 
it's it's really impressive. Obviously, I don't like the loss, but it was really impressive to see how they played in New Jersey, a, a team that Montreal always struggled. And for God's sakes, guys, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a maybe it's some sort of bluff or something. Is Montembeau? Maybe he does the skate, the warm up skate. He goes back. Is it Carey Price that comes back out and puts the mask on, and everyone thinks it's Montembeau? Because what the hell is this guy? I don't understand. I don't understand where he came from. The from last where he, year, where he came from is he's finally getting time to fucking play properly and develop all, and all this. Not only that, Adrian, he could have been also injured last year as well. Yes, that too. But again, all the uh, constant shuffling of that, that you too. Play yeah. one, you play one bad game, you're out. You do this, he gets into a groove and he's good. I don't the know. Same, if you thing, same thing with Allen. Yeah, he gets into well, a groove, he's good, and then he gets into a groove and he sucks. Maybe, but that's why Allen with... is Allen, right? So, but well, Allen's more experienced, right? But like, let's say, I think Montembeau's. He's been, what's the word? He's been under, I guess, what's that guy's name? Uh, Mark Andre Raymond. Uh, who's the goalie coach? Raymond. This is, Raymond. Uh, I don't Raymond. know his first name. I don't know his first Raymond. name, but it's Raymond. Maybe he's learning a thing or two from him. Oh, for sure. The games because technically he looks fantastic. Last year he was a terrible technique. He was falling yeah, everywhere. Uh, yeah. Forget, well, also, carry carries in the room. You think whether so? We li- whether we like it, or oh, okay. whether we like, like it or spirit. not. Well, like, well, no, but his spirit. But he's also, he's not just sitting at home. He's he said he wants to be involved, so he's there. He's not there all the time, every day, but he's there. He's a uh, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest veterans there. So hmm. he and you, you think he's having it. Like an influence on Moltenbo? Well, for sure. It don't, don't sure. fit, yeah, I would think so. Interesting. Or, or else he don't, you wouldn't, like, you don't hear much about him. But he's always been quiet. Yeah, yeah he's yes, a silent quiet, But yeah. the thing is, too, is you don't know who's coming in and out of the arena unless you're really mm-hmm. there. Not for sure. And he's, you know, they're constantly practicing whether they're there or if they're at the plus, at the, the complex in Brossard. So he he he's around, like you said. If he's not there, his spirit's there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think. Look, Carey can definitely be having a pitch. The like pitching in. I think the goalie coach is definitely having an impact. Because uh, I mean, even even look at Allen. You look at times yeah. last year, and you're like, what the hell is he? Like, how the hell can he possibly be doing these things? He was never doing. Well, maybe in his heyday back in uh, in St. Louis, but. Going back to something, it's the first time that Montembeau, whether it be in Florida or here in Montreal, he has the first time to be in nets, ride the waves, get settled in, find a certain consistency without having anybody breathing down his neck. Because sure shit, Kanan Primo is Primo is not the guy who's breathing down Montembeau's neck to get into the net. And, you know, once he learns to ride that wave of emotion – settle himself, get a little confidence in, you know, he won the net. He he got himself in the right, I think, for goaltenders, and I'm the furthest thing from a goaltender, but getting that proper mind frame and getting that confidence, you know, makes all the difference. We've seen goalies ride hot streaks, but I think he's just gotten to a certain point where he's like, 
you know what, I can afford to make mistakes because, you know, nobody's going to be chasing out my, like nobody's going to be chasing me out of my net and I'm not going to be getting sent down to the AHL. I'm not going to be riding the, bu- riding the bus, going to Laval. I'm not going to be getting traded. I, I think, you know, it's just the more that time went forward, he got that confidence and that confidence was maybe the only key piece missing for him to actually be a steady goaltender. That's, that's my theory at least. And do you guys think he can end up eventually being a number one? I don't want to put that pressure on him, but if he keeps we won't playing, put the pressure, he, Chris, number no, one, no, no. I, okay. If he, I think it's not, it's not impossible. Hmm. I still think it's unlikely. And my aspiration for a goaltender like that would be the perfect balance back in the day when you had like Rask and Tim Thomas playing. I know those are, that's another category of goaltender, but splitting the uh, Thomas, splitting yeah, the, uh, definitely another category. The season, yeah, oh yeah, oh completely. Um, I don't think you could be number one, Joey. Uh, no, no look, I'm wait, wait, with you. Because I'll tell you one thing. So let's say our fucking projections are right. The Habs within the next five years are gonna be a, a really strong team, right? If the if if the key pieces grow and develop to what we think is gonna happen. Okay. That being said. If they go into that category of elite teams or contending teams, look at the fucking contending teams' goaltenders right now. Do you think he even stacks up to any of those goalies, dude? No, not right yeah, now. I think he's currently playing. Even in the future. Like, I don't think he has that yet. So it's either we score fucking seven goals a game and win 7-6 against these elite teams, or we have to fucking start drafting a fucking goalie that's going to be good. But Zook, he, I, I don't think it'll be another one either, but the way he's playing, he's playing as hot as, let's say, Binnington yeah. was in the playoffs. When right, but that has a short a life, stretch, yeah. If you get a good team and he plays that in the playoffs, do you think they can win? Do you think they can win? Oh, for lucky, yeah. Rounds? For sure. Playoffs, it's, everyone's injured, right? So, for sure. They're going to shoot at his chest. <laughs> the, the question is the steadiness is how long can he keep this up that's he's the thing. wrong every game he plays really yeah. he is the thing is now it, it's he's also young it doesn't, too, but... it doesn't matter yeah like they're playing exactly yeah okay. pressure they're, free. Not, they're not they're not yeah pressure free like exactly. all, they're not tanking joey they're not tanking get over it no nobody's trying to tank i know nah, yeah nobody's nobody trying, trying to tank but after but you the, know what what the, Keller the said, teams no. under the teams under. I my hope was 29th. The teams under are not far between Arizona and San Jose. Really, they're games. not far. Yeah. And so they're winning. <laughs> yeah, they're winning games. And Chicago, and we'll get into the the trade talks. Uh, Chicago, Patrick Kane is just completely lighting it up. I think he wants to go somewhere. I I, I think it's well, time to leave. But I think it's ha- the the Rangers is going to happen. I don't know. Do they Even have the they space? Got yeah, there's a lot of. I yeah, saw they, the. It might happen, like Kravitsov and somebody else with yeah, draft picks. They, okay. Yeah, they got the, they got scratched for roster management. Roster. So okay. I think it's happening because again, he was he was pit when Tarasenko went and O'Reilly went. Those are two teams he actually wants to go to. Really? No, no, yeah. Toronto. He, oh, I, I heard that he openly said to Toronto media after he, they beat them and he scored that hat trick. He said like, no, it was never, it was never even in okay. my. He, he, he was the one who said it, but, but you are right, AG. I'm hearing the same thing that New York is still very much in the mix despite them having traded for Tarastenko. Yeah, so because they know he. Yeah. Well, they know he's pissed. He's also fuck he's, from, he's from New York too. 
So he wants, I think it was his hometown. This is his team. So soft stories. Redman is there too. And that's it. So Might as well go for the last push. And then like that's a, this, uh, the perfect segue. So um, we'll get back into Montreal, but getting into the trade talks because the trade deadline is March 3rd. We've had some big trades so far. So obviously we, we were discussing the Tarasenko trade to New York and St. Louis getting a hell of a deal with a first rounder, a fourth rounder, Samuel Blais, Hunter Skinner. I don't know too much. Um, obviously, some of these picks are conditional, mm-hmm. depending what goes on with New York in the playoffs. So what do you guys think of Tarasenko going to New York? Do you see them as title contenders this year? New York? Hmm. They're, gonna, they're, they're definitely going to push. But now, but with the, I, I wonder with the cap space, how can they afford Kane with all these rumors? But it's a up? whole thing that the cap is going to go here, LTIR and all that. Crap. LTIR. I don't know. No, I, I all think all that stuff is in the mix. Well, let Chris, Chris, I know you have something to say. And then I think there's something that might, and this involves Minnesota. So I, I, I think Chris chime in. Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, like you saw what happened with O'Reilly's contract, the way they used another team to kind of mm. drop a part, a portion of the salary. So that's one way. But I mean, when you have when you have literally a team of individuals, uh, surely with a mathematical background or all the necessary tools or access to the right people to make these calculations, you know, they'll find it one way or another. Um, but I, I, so as far as figuring out the cap, I don't think that's going to be a necessarily like necessarily an issue, but going back to your question too, Joey, is Tarasenko does Tarasenko make them a, a cup contender? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. There, there's so many good teams in the East. Uh, they're they're really going to have to get if they get Kane, we'll talk. We'll we'll truly talk. But if they don't get Kane, they're 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 still way behind. Carolina, the the owner of Carolina. Look, I, I don't want to spoil the whole trade talk, but there was the owner of Carolina. I'll open that floor up to somebody else who went out in public and made a handful of statements. Um, you have Boston, who's just breaking records, NHL records. That and they just need to say. And they just picked up three new guys. And you have Toronto. And you have Toronto that just made the move for O'Reilly. Now those are three significant teams in the East. I know. Fuck a big fuck you to both. Like two of those fuck teams. Toronto, that, man. That O'Reilly. But but nevertheless, like New York, New York Rangers are going to have to make a hell of a push, and they would have to have Kane in order to be in that upper echelon of yeah. contenders out of the East. Well, it's I think good. they know that. That's why they're it's back in conversation. And it's crazy you mentioned that, Chris. Uh, it's really the East is really, really competitive compared to the West, I find. Finally. what? Yeah, finally, right, Zoo? Because what's funny is usually to me the West was always had the stronger pack of teams. Yeah, for sure. And now it seems like it's the East that is slowly, slowly taking over. So it uh, obviously Tarasenko to, um, to New York is a big one. And then the next big one, again, coming from the East, is Ryan O'Reilly going to Toronto. And this is where I mentioned Minnesota and same with Chris. Minnesota actually retained 50% of uh, O'Reilly's cap for it to work to get to Toronto. Toronto gets 25 from what I read. The the remaining 25% of his uh, salary. Minnesota in this deal are taking 50% of it. But to do that, they're getting a draft pick from Toronto. 
and St. Louis is a, a fourth rounder. That's right. And St. Louis yeah. acquired um, t- uh, two guys in the AHL, Godet mm-hmm. uh, Abramov. Don't know too much about them. But then they also got a first, a third, and a second for not just O'Reilly. Remember from Achari as well. Who I remember him in Florida. I mean, Pretty he's decent. not a yeah. He's not a he's not a superstar or anything by means. But this guy can chip in offensively, and you know, in the playoffs, well, third they fourth they, liners are gonna be make a lot of the difference. One hundred percent. Well, they so, said he's gonna be filling up their uh, their fourth line. Yeah, their depth. Yeah, that's fine. And that's one thing we complained about Toronto is they never had depth. And it's now, okay. They're still not making first round. They still have gonna... shit defense and they still have shit goaltending. Thank I God. Don't know, man. <laughs> Thank People God. Think How do you really feel? <laughs> but even, <laughs> speaking of the whole Minnesota <laughs> thing, with the retaining salary, they just did it again with the whole Boston and uh, that's right. And that was Washington third, trade. That's right. And that's the third big trade was Orloff. Another East team pushing for it. Orloff went to uh, Boston, and Minnesota Hathaway. again retained um, retained fifty percent of the salary. So yeah. I don't know where Minnesota got this cap hit. To be honest, I never, I never even paid attention to their cap hit. I don't know where they got it, but they getting free draft. This is free assets for Minnesota. So when it comes to Kane, I can see another team doing one of these, a third team pitching in just to get a draft pit. But on the Orloff deal. Uh, they also got Hathaway, so that player. Hathaway, very good. Yeah, yeah. I, he's that's gonna. Why I said, I, that's why I said I'm like so I'm surprised. Okay, I guess uh, Washington's giving up. That so was, that. That's the downfall. Yeah, that's the bad news. Is Washington's giving up? That's no good for us with our Florida pick because we don't want them to make playoffs, <laughs> and uh, they're gonna. Pa- they already passed Washington, so this is a big deal for Boston. Another East team pushing. Uh, they gave up a lot of draft capital again. Another first, third, and second going to Washington, and then another fifth going to Minnesota just for taking some of the salary. But, man, they're really pushing for the East. So between them, Toronto, New York, it's kind of scary. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, Chris, no, Chris, no, it's, I, I it's don't like it. Than... No, I, I think it's we're on, Toronto. like, the – I think we're on the verge of uh, flooding of the market. Uh, like, I, I, I said it opened up the floor to it. But if I'm not mistaken, it was the owner of the Carolina Hurricanes that that I for, I forgot his name. I'll I'll just be honest. It's been a long Dundin, day. I, Dundin. Yeah. Well, he's he's in one of the managerial positions. What he's the owner or one of the upper management uh, GMs. Um, but the guy I think is the owner. He's he he openly said we are going to be aggressive. Like we're going to be very aggressive in going to get players. You have Max Pacioretty's contract that's off the books as well with the injury. So that's another thing that you have to factor in for uh, for Carolina. That gives them a lot of room to play. Um, is Burns all around. injured? Or is he playing? Pardon me? Pacioretty? Burns. Brent Burns. Oh, Brent Burns, Burns. Is, Brent Burns is playing. No, he's hey, playing. He pulled, that, he pulled that ridiculous dangle on, yeah, uh, on us in the game. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Humiliation, of course. But um, no, no. Just to say, I think like I have my eyes really set. I don't, I don't know if Boston's gonna do more because they, like you know, that's that's another thing too about a really, really good team, a really close team. As much as you're, they're they're gonna say like, you know, good a good hockey culture, you can bring in whoever and they'll they'll adapt fine. 
yes, fine. But if you have something that's really good, if you have a really good chemistry, you don't want to bring in too many pieces that are going to end up influencing that energy so or that chemistry all around. So I don't know if Boston's done. I'm not going to make that claim, but Boston may or may not. Um, Carolina and New York are the two teams in my books that are going to like throw everything in the kitchen sink when it comes to the deadline. I don't know how the hell Toronto could do anything else. So thank, thank God for that. I think they're over Toronto. I think that's their only deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I'd like Pittsburgh. Are they really going to like looking around? Are they really going to say like, Oh, we have great chances to win. No, no, we don't. I think a lot, a lot of like you case in point, you're talking about Washington that they're openly essentially giving up and saying like, we're not making this push, you know, like that, that in itself is a message, a, a clear team that could be competing that's saying, nah, screw this. There's, there's no chance of us winning this year. We'll, we'll start building already for the future. We'll start prepping for the next year. That's it. Hmm. That's, that's a big message to be sent out in the East with that trade. I don't know. That's just uh, my yeah, opinion. Yeah, and so. Pittsburgh is right around the same mark as uh, Washington. But I hope, Chris, for the love of God, I hope you do not get up, give up. Sorry. When I saw the deal today, not even paying attention of Orlov going to Boston, my head just went down. I'm saying, I just thought of that Florida pick. The first thing I thought of was <laughs> the Florida pick. Yeah, it's true because amazing, it, yeah, for sure. Because Washington's gonna give up, whereas yeah. Florida now passed them. You never know though. Zook, all I want from Florida, I don't expect them to be bottom five, whatever. I just want them to be in the last spot where you have a percent of getting first, which is three percent. Three percent is better than zero. Plus, on top of Montreal. So when I saw that deal, I was like, shit. I was like, yeah. no, this isn't great. But anyways, let's hope it's not the same for Pittsburgh. But all these big deals, guys, that are happening now. It's kind of seems a little bit like last year. Do you think there are going to be many big deals at the deadline? Because I don't think so. Once Kane goes, I don't know if there'll be many big deals at the deadline. Again, it might be another dull deadline because everything is happening now before. Do you think Dadanov and Dreyer are staying? We'll get into that, Duke. We'll definitely yeah. get into that. Yeah, but that's not, that's not big. No, it's not big. Yeah, it's not big. For us, it is. <laughs> not really. Well, I think well, what's big? Which well, maybe Dwayne right now, the, uh, you know, everyone's on the the twelve assist, uh, twelve assists in the last uh, few games hype. He has twelve <laughs> points go. in twelve games, so everyone's on that hype. So, look, guys, for deadline, I don't think anyone would come. But Zook, I'm glad you mentioned it. We'll talk about now back on Montreal in terms of trading. Who actually has trade value? If you guys seen reports lately, Montreal might actually be quiet at the deadline. Why? All our players are injured. injured. <laughs> All the ones that actually have value are injured. They're all yes. dead. So do yeah. we say Monaghan? I, I saw a report today. I don't know if you guys saw. Um, I think it was Friedman or Jeff Merrick who mentioned. Somebody mentioned it and um, about if Monaghan can come back uh, really soon, within a week or so, teams might be able to inquire. Well, the deadline is next Friday. Teams might still pursue him. But other than that, we had Edmondson who was on the trade block. Um, he's injured, and the guys Zook you're mentioning, Dandanov, Dwayne, even Hoffman, I think they have little to no trade value. So, guys, do you guys think Hoffman anybody has, has trade values, or will we do anything at the deadline? There's a big chance no, nothing's gonna happen. We, we, sure. we, we did it today, we claimed the uh, yeah, yeah, that's sure. it, that's what we did just to replace uh, Armia. <laughs> And well, we that was our next topic. Uh, <laughs> not even just Armia, there's somebody that's that's actually worrying me who we might replace. 
we'll get into that. But does Montreal, their current roster, is there anyone that has any trade value at all? Can you see you Dwayne know, going somewhere? Dandenoff, Hoffman, Savard, you know, please, please, please. please. No. Yes, there you go. There Why you go. Because no, because yeah. he's playing well. I was just I was just about to say this is Montreal and rumors run rampant, but rampant, but <laughs> I've heard Savard's name. I've seen Savard's name with some of the insiders just pop up. You know, teams might just inquire to see whether or not he's available. Yeah, sure. Again, I think the priority, I really don't care who, and I'm not going to worry about, uh, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm not going to lose a second sleep if we don't trade that, uh, <laughs> Dadanov or Drouin, um or any of the contracts that are going to be set to expire at the end of the year. I think... Kent Hughes' biggest problem, obviously we've, we've seen him be able to go ahead and get players, acquire players, make moves. I think his biggest problem is going to be shoveling out those shit Mark Bergevin contracts and God bless him. If he could get a, if he can get Savard's contract out of town, and I feel bad for the guy. I know he wants to be here. He's a good class act, good veteran. But if he can get some of these bad contracts out, but he won't, um, he is, he won't. go right on ahead. He's gonna and I, uh, better and no, I think so I, too. I said, I said last... Gallagher staying. I saw yeah, Gallagher. Sure. Gallagher is never gonna finish his finish his contract, and I'm gonna just no. repeat it again for the tenth episode that I'm on in a row. It's gonna be time to make a decision on Anderson. You keep him or you he, trade him. He but has value. That trade right value is yeah. That trade value is at its highest. But they don't. But That's guys, it. they don't want to trade him. That, it depends. No, they're gonna, it depends what they're gonna. It's got to be something in, insane or big. Yeah. And there's nothing out then there. Then it happens. Insane. If 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 know. nothing big happens, then he's not doing it. Would you trade him for one first round pick? Just one? Well, the, no, it, exactly. Probably not. But it depends from who. If you tell me Chicago, Columbus, uh, Anaheim, oh. whatever, come oh. with with that. Yeah, I'll but, drive them. Yeah, the but they're not idiots. These players. I'm with you, Chris. No, but I think they should. Like I always say about Anderson, his contract, it's only going to get worse over time, and we're not in a period to win. He's one of our only guys that actually has some trade value. But mm-hmm. what I'm worried, and Adri's right, is I don't think Hughes will be able to trade uh, many of these guys that he wants to. I don't think anybody can take on a lot of this cap. This is the problem. Even if we retain some, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to do it. He's not. It's going to hurt. So what looks it. what was looking to be a promising deadline for us in terms of getting draft capital and assets, it might not be what it was last year. Well, no, it's because of all the injuries. If we were, if there wasn't all these injuries, there's a better chance. But like I said, the um, Monahan apparently it's also it's worse than we think. Oh really? Yeah, because okay. he hasn't even he comes back and then he he leaves again because he's apparently still not it was a, 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 first it was a tear or something. And then, because he played, I think he broke his foot or something. It's yeah, it's a mess. It's a mess. From what I hear, it's uh, from what I heard from Monahan's a mess. But like that report today is my only hope of. It's I like Monahan. I think I thought he's done well, but he's missed how many months? If we can get anything from him, we will. But I don't think we're gonna get much from other guys. Really, getting rid of their contract is harder than everybody imagines because everyone's stuck in the same. Um, in the same, uh, let's say, everyone's counting their beans. They have no draft picks. What's up? Yeah. Everyone's counting their beans. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's what it is. 
New York, New York has to have some sort of uh, math genius now to figure out. You know, they're only under one million cap, and they still want to go ahead and add Kane. Like things like this need to be. You need to add other teams. So Montreal might need to do it if they can't retain like a lot of their salary. Because Montreal too, remember, uh, Chris said it. Like all those shit contract versus we don't, we don't have a good uh, financial, let's say, aspect on Montreal. Like they're. The Montreal's cap space is for as bad as the team is. This is what I was saying. Their cap space is very low. For a bad team, it's not great. For now. For now. But, well, the, but, the thing that's, is, but that's how many but guys are, we, are disappearing ahead, at the end of the year. Sorry. No, many, no, no, no. It's all, it's all good. No, no, no. But how many guys are disappearing at the end of the year? Dandenoff, Dwayne, Hoff. That's it, right? Not Hoffman. He still has a year. I think Edmondson has a year. Okay, but um, is Byron's contract not coming off too. Byron. Oh yeah, Byron. Not, but Byron's Byron, on LTIR. I know it's right? LTIR, but but they I even said they might use his contract too to do. No, it's and, two active players from from my understanding. But anyways, and they're off and throwing. So what? That's it's it. Ten million, no? More or less. Yeah, yeah, it's about. That's bad. the thing. So just suck it we're, up. We're, <laughs> you can't get anything. Not much. I know, but we're we're still okay for now. I know we speak about yeah. like, oh, we're fine and we have a little bit of time left before this is going to be a disaster. But these players are going to get worse, and they're going to be harder and harder to trade. A guy that I, a guy's name that is going to be left field for most. If you can trade a contract like Yol Armia, trade it, get it out, get it done, get it over with. He's hurt. Possibly can even if it's even if Dreger's word is, uh, you know, Hoffman is the equivalent of dog shit in the trade market. If you can get a seventh round pick, get it. Fucking do whatever you have to. I don't want to get caught up down the line, especially when it's going to be time to give out contracts to our younger guys. I know Caulfield is already going to be signing. We have Suzuki, but when Slap is going to be up for contract when a lot of the younger prospects are going to be coming through and they're going to be 10 times better than these pieces of shit with horrible contracts <laughs> on their team, it's not going so to be it. in a period of desperation that it's going to be having to get rid of these bad contracts because God knows if we're able to see it, every single other GM in this league will be able to see that Montreal is in a bind and they're going to have to pay more and they're going to have to be, in a certain sense, punished more for getting rid of these pieces of shit. So Kent Hughes, whatever you can do, Whatever you can shoot out of Montreal. Well, I agree. Chris, um, you know, do you know that uh, uh, Jeff Corden and Kent Hughes may be looking for assistance? I, I think you should apply. Really, you should. You should tell. Oh, I'm too angry. So they they would kick me out <laughs> after too, a day. <laughs> I can see. I can see Chris going every player piece of shit. You have a bad contract. Get the fuck out. Oh, Injure yourself. Yeah, because he's gonna have you and and. Oh, he's just a part of Gallagher. I would just well, go that's it. I would annoy them so much so they just leave. Please. <laughs> okay, oh, I, have, I, have res- I have respect for the guys. I have to say this much. I have respect for the guys. But again, I will reiterate, Mark Bergevin did so many amazing things with, you know, getting certain players that ended up, like, again, you think Kirby Doc, the trade, the trade with Chicago to get uh, – um, no, what, what was it? Sorry, the trade to no, get Romanov. To the Islanders. Romanov no, no, to the Islanders sorry, for the extra pick. It, yes, but before that, the whole, the whole, I'm tracing it back. I had to trace it back mentally. 
it was Pacioretty to Vegas for Tatar, Suzuki, and a second-round pick. That second-round pick became Romanov, who became Doc. So you figure yes. we have Suzuki and Doc with Thomas Tatar, who was helpful for a few years. Besides playoffs. From that, that's, that's a fucking amazing trade. But at the same time, again, Mark Bergevin, they should have locked him in a cage when it came time to negotiating contracts because the amount of shit that we're in and we're going to be in because of that man... Uh, I'm hoping that the day doesn't come that we're going to have to be making a hard decision on great players. That's all. Yeah, he, Bergevin, I mean, um, look, I'm joking as well with the players, but Bergevin, he he was horrible at managing contract. That should have been given to somebody else. This is why Hughes, I don't think he's going to make this mistakes. It hasn't shown. It has not shown at all that he'll he'll do the same thing as uh, Bergevin. But look, no. Hughes and Gordon are in a completely different situation. They they have their own problems right now. Uh, Chris mentioned Armia. Armia's hurt. So I don't even know if you could trade him. We don't know if all these guys are injured. So we don't know if they can be traded. That's the problem. I was so excited for deadline because this was going to be another new beginning, really, because all this draft this capital. Too. Yeah. And I <laughs> and I always, I always thought Montreal getting these draft picks, again, not drafting every player, but you can package some of them up later on and get an already established player that can help them if Montreal is starting to become contenders. There's a lot of ways to to work around the same like getting Doc. Getting Doc was using two picks to get Doc. Yes, it, we we traded Romanov, but that's that's what I think the masterminds of Hughes and Gordon. That's what I think they were going to do. But this kind of hurts it a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. But anyways, we'll see. Now, this, this is a perfect way to get into it. Uh, with all these injuries and players we cannot trade, Montreal go ahead and claim Tierney, Chris Tierney off waivers from Florida. So this is, Adri said it before, this was the topic. This doesn't look good for, maybe it's just for Armia, but it's not looking good for Doc right now because he had an illness, which now turns into a lower body injury. And now we're claiming tyranny off waivers. This is not a good sign in terms of some of these guys that got injured recently if they're going to come back. When we claim somebody, to me, it, it, it seems like these guys are going to be out longer than we expected. Well, we already have a Laval playing, so they're just going to add more guys. That's all. <laughs> You're talking about Doc, though, right? Like, you think he's going to be out for longer? Well, why did Habs claim tyranny? This is this well, is maybe what they we claim, maybe they claim him and he's, he's part of a trade. Yeah, if Hughes, the, who is Tierney? Look, like, again, he's a cheap, he's a <laughs> just a cheap fourth line, third line player, really. Again, everyone like see Hughes says whatever, but also Hughes does what he wants. Doesn't doesn't mean what he's saying is actually going to happen. There's times where he said things and then he's done other. Yes, he's been he's been very transparent, but he's also keeping it. Uh, there's things that he has planned. He's playing poker. You know, or you've, I hope seen, so. you, you've seen the way he's handled from his uh, from the day he got here. I don't no one's no one's had any complaints. We'll say no. Whether, thank God. No, I haven't had complaints, Adrian. Imagine if I don't complain means means the management is right. That's... I think you're just relieved that Bergeron is gone. Oh. Bergeron and Timmons are gone, so you're like, okay, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Adrian, we should do an episode, me and you, on Timmons. I'm telling you, I can go on an hour for, uh, ranting about him. But anyways, 
that's a topic for a different day. But no, claiming tyranny. Look, Adri to me makes a good point. Not tyranny. Maybe they're tra- maybe they can trade another veteran and he just fills the spot. But I just have this funny feeling that Tierney is coming in because guys like Doc and Armia are out longer than expected. Chris, you're you're kind of like shaking your head. <laughs> Look, just another uh, number one, Chris Tierney. Uh, Tierney, uh, great first name. Other than that, nothing much to say. Um, I don't know. Surprise me. Surprise me, man. Uh, I, 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 I really Maybe. don't know what to. Maybe this was a smart move I can't use in removing the depth with Florida. Make them more shit so uh, that they lose. They put them on waivers, Zook. I don't think they... so. They wanted to get rid of the, Yeah, I don't know, try, man. I'm going to try anything at this point. Trade. I, I really hope, guys, it's just there's another trade happening and Tierney's just taking that spot. Mm-hmm. Well, I, the, the, the reason, the true reason why I was shaking my head is if this is another mismanaged injury by the the medical staff, oh, they're gone. I mean, what the hell are they waiting for? What the hell are these guys doing? I, I I'm kind of laughing and joking. I'm like lower body injury. It started apparently with an infection and then became uh, a lower body injury. I was like, flesh eating and too much time in the clubs with the women. Uh, you mm. know, infection leading to uh, an injury. No, no I'm, I'm kidding. Um, Quebec. but you know, like, I hope, I hope it's <laughs> no, I, I just hope you know, it sounds this is going to sound stupid, but having a not, I don't have a medical background, but working maybe in that field, something as stupid as this, you know, he might have had something, you know, um, like fungus on the feet or like a ingrown toenail, which is actually an infection. Mm-hmm. But you can't, I mean, these guys play with broken feet, so I have a hard time imagining mm-hmm. that he can't put on a skate. But it could be something as stupid as that that's keeping him out. But again, if all to say, if this is another case of mismanagement by the medical staff, fucking out. Because back to Joey, you telling us, you know, this is a huge lost opportunity with all the trades. Well, we can't make these trades. We can't get anything back from all players that were set to be traded because the fucking medical mismanagement. Yeah, that that's right, and uh, I think we've mentioned this. You mentioned this a lot, Chris. You've been very vocal about it, and I I agree. Like, I think Ken Hughes is getting rid of that whole medical staff in the summer because you think this so, yeah. been this Zook. It's it's two seasons where Habs have been absolutely destroyed by injuries, and they're not injuries where you know the guy tears his ACL or he gets a concussion. Those those happen. Those are unavoidable. No matter what medical doctor you have or medic team, those injuries. You you have a surgery for an ACL and concussion. You got to wait till it passes. These are in these are injuries that are somewhat mysterious. Look, illness going into lower body, but then they take longer and longer than expected. And this is something that the you know medical staffs give recommendation. Again, I'm not in the medic field either, but usually you give recommendations and then guys go for that. But if guys have a la- relapse or a setback, well, that means to say that they're not giving the proper advice or they're not doing the right things to get the guy healthy. So if you're coming back too soon, this is what's going on, and this is what's happening. So that's my worry with the Habs claiming tyranny, not the player himself, just what the hell is going around, going wrong around them. And I think Chris said it best, and Chris, I think they're gone in the summer. Really, I think the medical staff just has to go because it's two years like this. We haven't changed it, I don't think, too much. And it's I two years, know. Montreal's are getting killed by injuries and guys that are supposed to be back sooner, come back a lot later. So 
I don't know. It's it, to me uh, that whole staff should have went with Bergevin, but yeah, unexpected. Look, you have like, and again, I don't want to. Sh- I don't think he has that primary function. Like, I'm not picking on the Doctor Mulder. I, look, if it is him, it is him. I don't think it's the Doctor Mulder. I forget the name of the other uh, Doctor, uh, long curly hair that usually sits be like beside him, a few rows back of the Canadians bench. I don't think it's those guys. I think they're there in case there's any uh, trauma, on ice trauma mm-hmm. or something that they have to rush on. But the fucking, like, I think the biggest thing that you just mentioned that can't afford to happen. Can you put, can I get my, can I get back on skates? Can I get back practicing? Yeah, sure. Oh, fuck. I'm, I'm worse. I'm worse off. That's right. Then you, you can't be flip-flopping. You can't have these constant setbacks. And that's the funny thing. It's like, lingering and recurring injuries well then you didn't treat it right in the fucking first place so summer gone yeah i think they need to i think they need to get rid of that full staff i said it again and um there'll be a lot of changes as the habs get better and better with their prospects there is going to be a lot of changes because they can't afford to fuck this up the Mm -hmm. montreal the city is not I mean, even for me, it's a struggle going through a rebuild. Imagine you start to fuck that up. I don't think it's going to happen. Really, I don't I don't think Ken Hughes is going to stand for it. But again, we'll see, guys. Um, so Sammy brought this up to me. I didn't even know. Uh, I wanted to move on finally to speak about, I guess, the greatest goaltender Montreal's ever had and one of the greatest in the, uh, the league. Man, we're, uh, the first thing I thought of when he told me this, man, we're fucking old. He made his debut 38 years ago. I, I still grew up watching him. It's like crazy. Patrick Roy made his debut today, 38 years ago. Fucking insane. I remember the from the cup he wins. Actually, I remember more obviously of Colorado's cup than our own. We're still young back then. Chris, you were uh, you were you were just a baby. Yeah, I was a baby. But man, 38 years, Patrick Roy. I don't know. Uh, uh, we're getting old man it's, it's no. as simple as that i know do you guys have any fond memories of him anything you yeah. you remember of him that he's done for montreal i mean for me it's yeah. always the wink me for too me, it's always the wink or the famous detroit game mine's the detroit game because i remember like vividly I, I was watching it at my grandparents basement and uh i remember like I was young at that point, right? How old are we at this point? We're like in elementary school, right? What, Detroit? Uh, yeah. It was yeah, like 90, we what, 95? What, 95, what, what, yeah. Yeah, so I remember watching it, and I'm like, wow. It's like, one, I was pissed that the score was like that high, that we were losing, what, what was the score that came? Like nine something, nine, whatever it was. At the yeah. time you mentioned, at but the time over 11. 11, yeah. Right? I remember my grandfather was like, fuck, what a joke. Like, this is, and 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 then seeing Roy fucking raise his hands, and then like, what happened afterwards and leading the team, you know, asking for the trade. That's what I remember, unfortunately. And then uh, I remember him being so dominant once he was in Colorado. Uh, you know, those playoffs in Colorado. Those playoffs in Colorado, no goals were going in, bro. It was like, he's like, he said, he's yeah. like, no goals are going in. And he was fucking right. <laughs> You always loved and, him. If you wanted him before Kent Hughes, you were you were like I would have loved him after as a, I would have loved him as a coach for sure and as a as a GM both. I'm glad we double have double role, but I'm glad what we have now. Yeah. Uh, biggest regret in Habs history, guys, about trading him. Well, yeah, it's top two at the very least. Top. I two. blame the management. That you know, 
Reggie Hull or whatever his name was. They need to get rid of him. For me, <laughs> anyway. Even Mario Tremblay as a coach. I'm sorry. I love RDS. Don't get me wrong. Bell Media. But get rid of Mario Tremblay. That guy looks like he smashed. His nose is as red as a fucking reindeer's nose like in the, in the middle of winter. You know he's drinking. He's still Sometimes. drinking now as we're uh, He's smashed as we speak. <laughs> and hopefully we meet him one day. But get rid of him. You know, like... To me, that was like the vision of like the demise of the Canadians is that face. Him and Rejan Hull in back of the fucking bench. What a face. And then Ronald Corey, that other brilliant fucking genius. Like that was like the demise. See, the last fucking 20 years has been shit because of him. <laughs> or more. Or 25 years, whatever. You know, when there's a fire. And I think Bergevin just added more to it when he came in. Yeah, it was just, it was a <laughs> fucking purgatory. Like, we're, we were stuck in that fucking bullshit. And then all the, the reoccurring rehires. Like, what is that? Like, we were in a mess. Now, thank God, finally, we have, like, this breeze of cold, fresh air that's coming in. Oh, you could finally breathe. You could see the light at the end of the tunnel. Or some it's sort it's of like you just get out of your house and you Oh, there you go. You know, <laughs> instead of being stuck in a basement, you know, <laughs> that's where the Habs were. Anyways, I seriously think, and I, I don't know if it's a curse or whatnot, but I seriously think that the Patrick Roy trade was what led the Montreal Canadiens to the dark ages. I mean, look, since since he's gone, we have not won once, and it's funny when uh, when they jokingly made that commercial of uh, whatever the like equivalent of uber eats or whatever the hell they were they were ordering yeah. food that yeah. commercial him and mario it's so funny funny enough the canadians are making it back to the finals like the closest that they came to uh reconciling their their differences and making up for that trade was the closest that we ever got to the cup since then but i mean it's just what that trade symbolizes for the Montreal Canadiens, like we gave them away for next to nothing. Oh my we could God. have again rebuilt the whole team. Like, okay, you're pissed off. You want to trade him? Fine. You could get the moon and the stars for this guy, and we could have stayed competitive and we could have continued. But you know, in that moment, and I think as much as it's one of the reasons that Montreal is such an amazing hockey city and the hockey mecca, Ryan O'Reilly, is because. <laughs> The passion that we have over here and the pride that we have, like it's it's unparalleled. Everybody, like you think about it, just about everybody knows hockey in and out and and they they you know they have I don't wanna there's no sense of entitlement, but they've been exposed to it their whole lives. And like I can imagine, Patrick Roy, if you want to take a moment to reflect on on that thing, he's you humiliated me. I I've done nothing but good for you. Fuck you. And then the other guys, the old vets like uh, Trombley was behind the bench saying, no, this this little shit needs a lesson. And again, a whole question of pride and emotion and passion of the Montreal market led to that trade, in, in my humble opinion. But uh, man, oh man, did it set us back. And it's it's just fucking sad. The plague, the plague came over Montreal. And Chris, I'm actually curious. You mentioned top two uh, most regrettable moments in Montreal. What's the other? Oh, I, I, you know, in modern day, let's, let's, let's say modern day. I'm not even going to say, uh, Bergevin. I think it was the complete, I'm going to span it Respect. over a period rather than one. No, I mean, 
That's close. That's close. That's close. That's maybe number three right there. But I'm going to say the mismanagement of Koivu, Kovalev, Komisarik, um, all of those. I've said it all in several episodes, but that mm-hmm. was the other chance that the Canadians had to really propel themselves. And like they were kind of in the position that we're in now where, okay, we have these all-stars and they were all-star players. We could have traded them away. We could have got the moon and the stars for them. We could have rebuilt the Montreal Canadiens as of 2010. Yes, okay, Mike Camilleri, Gianta, Gomez. Gomez trade was an atrocity. So One that's goal. why I'm seeing the whole period. One but goal. that whole mismanagement period of the transition of Awful. players and the new team that followed, that is arguably those are the two worst decisions in Montreal Canadiens modern-day history with all, uh, let's say, 30 teams, not 32 teams. Uh, you know what, Chris? I didn't even think you were going that route, and that just brings back horrible, horrible memories, really. Uh, horrible memories. Of course. So but, yeah, man. It's a pr- <laughs> uh, it's true. You know what? With Patrick Wall, maybe we could have won another cup, honestly, but it really, I don't think it was meant to be. The only good that came out of it, Zook and Adrian, maybe you'll know more, my rivalry with Max. So that's the only good thing that came out of it, really. Uh, the times making fun of him when he started oh when God. he started to go downhill and you start to get old, Patrick Wah, good the, memories I had. The <laughs> redness in Max's face. All the, the redness. Oh, all how red you see get. He's a Montreal he's a, fan. He's a Montreal fan. I don't care what a, anyone says. He is he's a, a closeted hat fan. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he is. See that yeah. closet in the back of Adri's room there? See with the hats? That's him. With the hats? Well, He's in Chris, there somewhere. Chris, you know our, you know our, old, our old friend Massimo. <laughs> All the booze is in there. Telling you this guy's a closet Montreal fan. We've known him all throughout high school. This guy was the biggest Roi fan. He loved Avalanche because of Roi. And he always supported Avalanche. But you can just tell. He wouldn't show it his face. But if you knew him, you could tell him he was really a hat fan. He, he just put on okay. a face for Colorado. But really, really was a half time. Just a piss off joke. <laughs> Pretty much. Was, you know, fan of individual players, no problem. Sure. Like, look, I have uh, one of my best friends, Raf. He's, uh, he loved Datsuk and he fell in love with Datsuk's play in Detroit. And funny enough, look, as he got older, he, uh, he came back on board with the uh, Habs, the Habs fans. So I don't know if guys, how guys do. Maybe it's me. I love Koivu, favorite player of all time. But I never followed him to Anaheim. I can't do that. I'm I'm a team, I'm a team guy always yeah. for any sport. I always had a favorite player up until now because you know when those players get older, you tend to just stick with the team. I st- always. always stick with the team. So the, of course. the team, the player doesn't make the team. It's the team that makes the players. So it's me. Yeah, yeah. And wait, but wait before you add. <laughs> what if Tati? Wait, wait, so, you, so hold on, hold no, on. No, never. Wait. So you're saying Edmonton made the McDavid. Well, sort of. I mean, shut up, Joe. Come on, <laughs> you never know. Teams really? Can't compare though. Hey. Yeah, I mean, there's the exception to the rule for everybody, for sure. But come on, can't really I mean, in the end, the teams okay. teams make players. Okay, but wait, I'm a huge Michael Schumacher fan, right? I still think he's the best race car driver of all time. When he moved away from Ferrari and he ended up in Mercedes, I didn't follow Mercedes. In fact, I was like quite pissed about it and, and that's my favorite driver i still suck with Ferrari. and whoever was yeah. driving the car at that point which i think was alonzo or kimmy Raikkonen, and uh they became you know my following drivers but like 
it's the same story. So then I understand your point of view now about the Koivu going to Anaheim. You never follow him. You never really Anaheim. followed him. You did respect him, but you never really exactly. followed them to the extent of the Canadians. And you asked me about Tatizuk, would have been the same thing. I would okay. never follow another, uh, the team he would have went yeah, to. I agree. I, agree I, I can't. I can't do that. No. I, I'll respect the anywhere. team. What, AJ? He wasn't going anywhere. No, he wasn't. But I would respect no. the team. He, uh, one of my favorite players go to, Tati's case or Koivu, but they won't be my team. They'll never mm-hmm. be my team. I'll never. It just it's will true. never change. It, it really will never change. So you'll, you'll respect the team even if it's Juve? No, no, them I can't. Sorry. <laughs> there's, there's, a few, there's a few teams I can't respect. Like if Koivu ever went to Toronto, I can't respect Oh, my God. Often. So, but but he's smart enough not to do that. Neither is Tati. So I I know to pick the right players. They're smart enough not to go to these teams. Not like Ryan O'Reilly. So that's fuck. <laughs> it pisses off Chris. So I had to mention one more time. No, it's it's just like the guy scored. The guy has like 17 points all season. You had to trade him to a secondary team to get rid of like get rid of his salary. Calm the hell down. Like I just, you know, Toronto. If you get past the first round this this year, bravo! Like, You'll lose the second round, though. You, I was just about to say the likelihood of them going like far. They don't. You know what? I, what it's what I mentioned before about that passion and pride and emotion that gets into the game. Toronto has none of that. I, I don't find that they have any of that. And they're fucking to me. They're laughing. They're the laughing stock of the team because they're like a a fake. You look at Boston, those guys, like, they have, they have balls. They have fucking guts. They lay everything on the line. They stand up for one another. That fucking Austin Matthews smiling like a fucking degenerate after he starts all sorts of shit on the ice. Bunch of, like, that's not a fucking team. That's not a team. That's that's a group of individuals with a lot of talent. I'll give them that, but it's not a team. They're going to get murdered. You know they played uh, Tampa Bay most likely in the first round again? They might get past Tampa Bay, but if, if Boston plays them, I think Boston's literally going to be fucking wiping Matthew's heads along the fucking boards. I'd love to yeah. watch it. No, I, I agree. Guys, I didn't want to mention this in our group. I had one surprise topic I wanted to ask you guys because I wasn't on the last episode when I heard this, and I was very interested to find out. You guys mentioned your Super Bowl food, what you happened. <laughs> We're coming up to the playoffs. Game seven, Stanley Cup final, Montreal Canadiens. What's the food that's happening? I wanted to ask this. I'm sorry. You guys break the Super Bowl? I wanted to know what you guys break. Great food. None. None. None at all. food? None. You don't eat. You maybe have some water to catch your breath and just like settle down in between the intermission, but you do not pick up anything. Uh, Like my stomach is upside down in that moment. Okay, so not Montreal, maybe a bad example. Not Montreal. What do you bring? Game seven final. What do you want to eat? What what's what's a Stanley Cup food? I'm gonna stay consistent. Doritos. <laughs> so Eddie, and, Eddie, and a buttload of beer. Doritos. You make Adri happy. You're bringing all any chip. And grappa. Oh yes. Okay. Your dad's a grappa, by the way. Yeah, but not if you bring holy bullshit. You, if you bring the grappa, you have to bring the cold cuts, the sandwiches. There's got to be more yeah. that comes with it. Yeah, just chips and. Chips I want to see if Chris is a, a little more extra, extra, extravagant he, than just he's chips. He's thinking about it. Go for it. Because he's trying to figure uh, out is I are think, the Canadians there or who else is in the play? <laughs> Who's in the, I the shit, finals? I, I shit you not. You guys know I'm big kid, right? 
back a handful of times when I was living back in Vaudreuil and was close to uh, Sammy. I literally go over uh, back to his place and we'd order a pizza each. I'd finish a whole <laughs> large pizza to myself watching a hockey game. So I'm going to eat pizza. Oh, man. You, Chris, the morning Chris, after was great, eh, Chris? <laughs> oh, I couldn't breathe after, but it was, like, it was, it was fine. Chris took, the, Chris took the food away from me. I think for – I was thinking about it when you guys did that episode. I think you were spot on for the, stand, uh, the, the Super Bowl food. By the way, I still would have bought fish for Sammy. Get him he has to eat it. I finally said it on the episode, so he, oh, he, he, could, he, he could kill me for this. For anyone who doesn't know, Sam's allergic to fish, so yeah, I would still bring it for him. Violently allergic. Sam's uh, Sam's uh, actual motto of, is, uh, if it's in the sea, it's not in me. <laughs> uh, you know I ne- honestly, I've never heard that before, really. Really, i never heard that before. Oh, not um, from Sam. It's just a general joke, but it applies to Sammy, I guess. It, it does. But for the for the Stanley Cup, I think Chris is right. And Sam mentioned it too. Uh, New York style or single slice, whatever. But the New York pizza, I think that's what goes good for really for a Stanley Cup final. You know, like tacos, ribs, chicken wings, whatever. I think for a Stanley Cup finals, you need pizza. I think Chris was spot on. And obviously Doritos and your grappa afterwards. And beer. Uh, yeah, of course. Beer is like Molson. Molson, you gotta you're support. Like, you then suck support, it up, man. Gotta support, bro. That's our beer, man. I could see, I could see Zook having a beer and thinking all the all the money he's spending on those prospects that are gonna win Montreal a cup, and Got he it. takes a drink. Hundred percent. Or getting thrown by Sammy. Oh my God! Uh, body check. If it was Montreal, yeah, you're getting body checked, thrown, something. So something's gonna happen to you if Montreal. It's game That's seven. Cup I'll final. I'll accept it as long as as long as we're winning the game afterwards. <laughs> I think he'll accept getting hit by a car. <laughs> you know what? Like if if the Canadians were to do it, we should do the opposite. Let Sam feel it. Let's do the absolute opposite. Let's all gang up on Sammy. Really, that's that's what should happen. It'll take three people. Chris so it'll take like, like three people nuts. to contain him. Just to contain him, we'll take three people. Really, Chris oh, knows the weak spots. I was just about to say it's it's you're two savages, but I have some family duties to do there. Like I, think, <laughs> I mean, I can neutralize one another one on one, but I'm just it's I don't know. I don't know if I. I can't go against him, but I can't go against you guys either. I don't know. This is a standstill over here. Even though, even though, I can watch. even though he's gonna hurt us if Montreal wins, Chris, you're gonna watch that. Well, you just gotta get just celebrate, <laughs> celebrate those goals. And fuck, swing the arms, swing the elbows, the legs. Around. Oh man, let, swing the let, chair around. Let's hope it happens soon, guys. Uh, honestly, guys, I think. We went through everything that's going on in Montreal. We're definitely going to come back and obviously do the uh, trade deadline episode. Hopefully, Montreal does something. Hopefully, you guys, uh, ha- you guys have anything else to add? I just saw. I think we said it all. Oh, go for it. I sorry. I just saw Tierney's playing to, in Philly. Oh mm-hmm. wow! Already? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's he's uh he went straight to Philly. He's meeting the team there now. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and- at the morning practice. So. Uh, there, no, no time to, pr- yeah, no time. They're just going to stick them in wild. They're, I think they're really just desperate for players. Really? Yeah, think so too. Not a good sign. Oh, they're, they're playing tomorrow night? No, yeah. Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow. and Saturday. 
playing back to back. The only good, only good thing I saw is that the Suzuki took out the took the whole team out for supper. So, oh yeah, wow. of course, of course, it was rich. a liquid dinner. The, the the team should be taking him out, not the I other know, one. But, he does everything hey. for the team. They they can at least take him out. What is he taking the team out? I don't know. I read it somewhere. He's like he's taking them out. He's Captain's rich. taking the whole team rich. out. You sent us the clip this morning. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, the right, team fuck. Zook should take him out. He does everything for the team. Not for I, sure. I think, I think he's, he deserves. No, I no, I know he's probably doing. Uh, he's Zook. gonna he's gonna pay and he's gonna say it's a business expense. It's a tax write off. Original originally though, I had nothing to say. But AG, with you bringing that up, bringing Suzuki up, did you guys see the stat? The guy never missed one NHL game, not one. I think the medical staff should be Stop studying. Stop they it. should be. You know you're jinxing. No, no, no. Chris. You just I know I'm jinxing. Stop it. I just it. met. Okay, so and I just talking it. to the TV. If he gets hurt tomorrow, you're getting beat. Fuck you. Actually, Chris, there was that joke um, when all of COVID was happening and guys were going down for COVID. They they used to say about Suzuki. What did they put him in a bubble after games? You know one of those bubbles where you, you don't breathe anything that's besides what's inside you because he never caught anything. Never got injured. They were so shocked, but but and I didn't know he missed him. He never missed the game. That's a good point. Study him. Send him to Med Bay and let them study. Let's see if they can replicate some of his uh, blood and whatever. It must be that bio steel or something like that. It must yeah. be that bio yeah. steel he's drinking or whatever. No, they, yeah, they need to because uh, they need to because yeah, he's he's the only one that that never gets injured or he's injured and he has small injury he plays through it. Yeah. On that note, wasn't Gallagher once considered an Iron Man? Yeah, yeah, once no. uh, exactly six point five million dollars. So, and then we and, and then people put notice on it, and then then what happened? Yeah, no. ten years ago, if Suzuki's career comes to a halting stop, uh, you know who to uh, blame. Yes, Chris. there you go. And, and Zook in twenty five games, I win our our nice little friendly bet with Sammy with he, Gallagher he not scoring score twenty five goals. goals. So. Don't worry about it. Uh -huh. He's gonna come back to, and score a goal a game. You'll see. E easiest bet ever won, free or not. The fine. pride in it. Fine, fine. Take it. Where's Where's Anderson at at this point? Ah, uh, because you have the prediction, right? Of thirty goals. Yeah, well, Caulfield would have definitely hit thirty yeah, goals. Yeah, and... Caulfield is fine. We we knew he would have hit it. Uh, Anderson. Anderson's at sixteen only. Nah, he wouldn't have made. He's if gonna I get twenty twenty five. 25. He would have made. Yeah, and Suzuki? It, uh, I don't know. He's another one that's going to hit 25. Suzuki's, Suzuki's at like 19, 20. Yeah. No, we said we were talking about uh, having – we predicted 18. for 30 goal scores. 30 goal scores. I don't know if it was – I think it was either you or Sam. Chris, sorry if I always get that mixed I said up. it too. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes, and Zook, the, one of you two said he was going to hit 30, and I said we were only going to have one. He's Not far, 18. though. It's, He's at know. 18. He's, it's close. Yeah. It's close. Mm -hmm. I don't think Anderson's going to hit it. Suzuki's the only one maybe that can hit it, but – in if, the he, end. If, he, if he keeps ripping those fucking shots. But now he has zero support. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. the issue. zero support and he's still able to do stuff. So, you know. Yeah, that shows. Give, give him a break. No, for sure. I will lose my bet. I will lose my bet. But do you think both Anderson and Suzuki at least make it to 25? Anderson has nine to score. They have Suzuki. They have seven. They Suzuki, have yes. Anderson, no. I, I say Anderson yeah. like he's going to top at like 23. Yeah, okay. gonna get traded. I think and you're gonna, gonna get dropped. 14. Oh, maybe <laughs> if he gets traded, fine. I'm saying if he stays a bunch, I think they're gonna have a drop off. They have the it's toughest schedule tough. in the league. They I think they're gonna have a drop off. I think yeah. so too. Yes, but again, 
See, everyone say it's a tough schedule. You do. Who cares for them? No, and, you're right. I'm just saying you know, for the 25 goals. Yeah, yeah, for the goals. But even at that, the fact, again, of not sort of caring and not tanking, you know, teams don't tank and all that shit. Again, less co- uh, less pressure, and then they just, we'll say those, they'll have more fun. It's true. And they don't perform with less pressure. So could happen. I think it's going to be very close, Chris. I, I just don't think he hits it. So we'll, we'll come back okay. to that at the end of the season. Fair enough. All right, guys, that's it for me. I think we really covered everything. Like I said, trade deadline, we're going to have it in a week. So we're going to definitely cover Can't all believe the trades that happened, any big ones. Yeah, I know. Thank God. I hate February. Mental. I know. I hate February. <laughs> I really think the only big trade left is going to be Kane. Really, that's going to yeah. change a, a team's perspective on playoffs. Yep. Edmonton. Edmonton, Kane, please, God. Really? Well, well th- okay. there was that rumor, too. I do want him to stay out west because I don't want him to join any East teams to make them better. So that that would be me. (laughs) You just don't want it because of the draft. (laughs) Well, that's in Montreal's case, yes. Well, no, it's actually good because if Montreal wouldn't you want an East team to win instead of the? Nah, I don't. I don't know if it's not Montreal. I don't want East teams to win. I I I wouldn't mind Florida, but besides this year, they're they're really the only ones. Because Boston, Toronto, Tampa, no. No way. Carolina with KK? No. Mm. <laughs> Not like he's going to That's fair. Pittsburgh, one last chance. Anyways, okay. No. We'll, we got to save this for the uh, the yeah. uh, trade episode. Yeah, we got to let it go. So More That's going to happen in a week. All right, guys. We're going to end this off here. Uh, obviously, thank you again for joining. First time hosting. So, I think job, I did Joey. a lot better job, than job. Sam. done. I just keep egging on Sam, so he just he's gonna text me and write me a bunch of shit after. Sam, Sam is gonna yell the yeah. next episode. I, I can like imagine that. him listening to it and the fire in his eyes, like he's gonna want to burn me. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's the goal of it. I get freedom of speech now, so good. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you guys back probably in a, in a few days or a week. Until next time. Bye now. Bye now. Good night. Dynasty. Dynasty.